What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Daddy Fino, and this is the Daddy Fino Show. How you doing? I hope everybody's doing well and great, staying safe out there. Um, you know, we still got the pandemic. It's almost over. We're almost at that finish line. But I hope everybody's staying safe either way. Um, this is episode two of season three of the Daddy Fino Show. And... I have to say, after the success of the first episode, there was a lot of good feedback, and a lot of it was due to the person I introduced last week, uh, my new tag team partner, my new co-host, Miss Sasha, the legit king. Ladies and gentlemen, give her a round of applause, please. <laughs> Glad Sasha, to be back. <laughs> Sasha, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing even better now that we're back for episode two. I got a lot of good feedback on my end, too. So I'm just happy to be back, and I just can't wait to get started. All right. Well, that's how about we just jump right into it with the, our, uh, our, new, our new thing, our new beginning of every episode. We're going to start with the quick shits. Uh, I love that name. I, I'm going to say that every <laughs> time I say it. I don't know why, what, where, where I even came up with it. But I just love the quick shits. And for those that don't know what the quick shits is, pretty much what we're going to do is we have a couple of topics and we're just going to say some quick stuff about it uh, just to not to get it out of the way, but, you know, just going to run to it because we got a great topic for you guys later on in the show. So let's go ahead with the quick shit number one. And that is the news that Andrade has been released from the WWE. Uh, Sasha, how how do you feel about that? It hurts my little heart. I uh, I remember um, when Andrade first debuted, and he had his little fin- uh, fedora and suspenders. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers that. And just to see him work his way up through NXT, you know, going from just having no direction really to then putting him with Zelina Vega, and then him instantly like being legit and becoming NXT champion. Um, having that damn near five-star match with Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver, you know, Philadelphia, and now he's gone. It's it's insane. Five and a half years with the company, and he's gone. And uh, It's really been that long? Yeah, he signed in November 2015, and yeah, he was almost six years if he had stayed through the end of the year. So I think it's just another unfortunate incident of, you know, they're coming to the main roster and it's like, they just, they just don't, it's just not the same. I just watching him come through NXT and everything I just listed and him being in, on the main roster less than what, two years, he's already gone. So right. it hurts yeah. my heart, but I just think he's going to do better things. <laughs> yeah. See, and I think you said a damn near five-star match with Gargano in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. I gave that five stars. Uh, that was not a damn near to me. Uh, I loved that match. That was probably my favorite Andrade match. Uh, and then, you know, obviously when he won the NXT, it was a, the NXT title, that was a huge surprise. I believe that was over Alistair, right? Was I that? So. Yeah, we, I believe Alistair beat him. Was it? Okay, I can't remember. The, how, I just know, I remember his win being a surprise. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I think from that moment, I was like, oh, shit. And then we obviously with Zelina, you know, the manager days, I feel like have been 
it, they're not as great as they used to be. Having a manager mm-hmm. meant like, you know, you were kind of more legit than everybody. You know, that's how I always right. felt. And, you know, I just loved that pairing. And I guess the downfall was when Zelina was let go. Um, you know, I think after that, it it was it was kind of bad for him. He he just went into a funk, and he couldn't get out of it. Definitely with that feud, um, I know they had a consistent feud with the um, with the Street Profits, mm-hmm. um, but it's it just never reached that level um, that he should have gotten. Um, it would have been cool if they let him team up with Charlotte. Definitely, since they're engaged to be married and all that, that would have been kind of cool. Um, you know, you got the king to to the queen or something like that but you know unfortunately uh we just didn't get to see that um, i'm hoping now i don't know what's just true because i've heard two sides of this i don't know if he has a 90 day or, or he doesn't um i i don't think he does I, I think he said on twitter he doesn't have a 90 day and he's talking to some people okay so i I hope that he gets scooped up quickly because obviously, I mean, obviously he can go back to, to Mexico. No problem. I think they'll love him there. Um, you know, maybe AEW takes a run with him. We'll see about that. Uh, but it's a great pickup no matter who gets him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's an amazing talent and he's still quite young. He's only in his early thirties. And like I said, it's just a real disappointment to see, just how different his run was in NXT and then coming up to the main, I guess, the quote-unquote main roster. Uh, it's, it's sad, but like I said, he's going to land on his feet. He's, too, he's way too talented for him not to end up on his feet. So just all the best to Andrade. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's go to quick shit number two. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had another Broken Skull session, and this time his guest was... The Viper, the legend killer, Randy Orton. Did you watch it? And if you did, what were your opinions about Randy Orton now after watching it? Uh, I did watch it. Actually, when I heard that Randy was going to be on Broken Skull Session, I was like, I need to watch it. So I watched it, I think, last Sunday morning. And it was, I mean, a lot of the stuff I already heard, you know, various interviews and I think they did a documentary on Randy a couple years ago um I think the part that's that kind of stood out to me the most is that you could see how much he's grown because you know you always hear things over the years about how you know Randy used to be um and he was very honest and very just he's very just say okay yeah I did those things and I'm just just how much he's changed as a you can tell as a man and as a performer and um, I love the little insight he gave on doing the little things and how he lets the younger talent know because mm-hmm. you always hear with Randy how he's so good at the little things. So I found that fascinating. Um, him and Stone Cold just like picking apart a promo or just when they're talking about a specific part of one of his matches, just a little thing that he does. I thought that was probably the most fascinating part. See, for me, I think the biggest takeaway that I got was his maturity level has grown so much to the point where now it's like he wants to he wants to teach the young talent. Mm-hmm. He wants to be that mentor that I guess like a taker was um, to everyone, uh, I guess to himself. You know, taker was – he mentioned that that match that they had when very early on in his career with taker. And taker let him take um, – taker did bumps for him 
which is something right. that, you know, what the hell this is a new guy? Why the hell even Vince went to him was like, what the hell are you doing? You know? And to see that Randy wants to be, you know, a mentor, a pillar to other people. I think that's such a great idea. And I think that's something that's happening now to, you know, in his feud with Bray Wyatt, he's letting Bray, even though Bray hasn't been there in what, four months, Mm-hmm. You can still see the effects. He's still putting him over week after week by just the way he's letting Bray, you know, affect him, you know, with the, the black liquid or even all the mind tricks that Alexa's doing. That's still helping the Fiend. That's still helping Bray. And I, I really believe that Randy is pushing that. And it's like, yo, Vince, you got to let this happen. Like, just let us do our thing. And I really loved that. I also loved how I don't, this wasn't on the main episode of it, um, but they had like this extra that they put on YouTube. Um, and he had mentioned some, uh, it was like a, a word uh, association game. And oh, yeah, I saw that. The, you know, so they had mentioned Ricochet and he was like, you know, promising talent. He's just missing that one thing. He wants to teach him that. I was like, wow. The Randy, like, five, ten years ago, the one at least I knew him or thought of him would have never done that. <laughs> so I, I just thought that was really impressive. Uh, I was really excited about that because Randy's one of the all-time greats. Yes. And, and I'm shocked he's 40 years um, old. I remember when he first started. <laughs> I know. He had the little blue trunks that said, like, Orton on the little waistband. I remember that. And to see... Like I said, how he's grown and just how much he just wants to teach. Because from what I've seen and learned, it's like he had so many people looking out for him and so many people teaching him. And he definitely shouted them out. And if you think about the people that he rode with, people that he came up with, you know, even his dad, you know, Hall of Famer um, Bob Orton, right. you know, he's he's got a lot to pass on. So I think it's just invaluable to have him on your roster. And I just think, you know, if you're a young talent on the roster, I'd be knocking Randy Orton's door down if he let me. So <laughs> that, that I think it's really cool. And like I said, he's de- he's a family man now. So you can tell he's just, he yeah. seems calmer and more peaceful. And that really, that looks good on him. Like he looks, it's just like he's in a really good place. And I'm happy for him. Mm, I'm definitely happy for him too. Uh, had a great career and I'm sure it will lead to the Hall of Fame. Which, speaking of the Hall of Fame, let's just go to quick shit number three. The Hall of Fame inductees, they've been announcing them. We've had Kane announced. We've had Molly Holly announced. We've had um, the great Kali announced. Also, we have last year's inductees. Um, you know, unfortunately, we won't have Batista, which is understandable. You know, he had prior engagements and with the whole pandemic thing affecting it. That's completely understandable. We'll see him soon. Um, and then rumors of RVD also being on this list. Uh, what do you think so far of the inductees from this year and last year? Uh, I'm actually, we have to remember Eric Bischoff for this year as well. Oh, uh, we can that. start with uh, last year. Uh, JBL, I mean, I figured with Ron Simmons going in, even though, you know, they had a kind of a, different beginning in their careers. I wasn't too shocked about JBL going in. Um, British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, that's that's a slam dunk. There's no <laughs> no argument there. Um, the NWO, 
the Bella twins. I, I was a little surprised the Bella's going in early. Oh, you can't be. You can't be. Okay. I, I, be. Okay. Let's, let's just go ahead and get it out there. <laughs> you can't. I'm I, sorry. Okay, let's. I understand. It's first of all, I feel like with the WWE Hall of Fame, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. There's really no like, it's not like the football Hall of Fame where you know you have to, you know, play. Yeah, I think you have to be out a certain amount of years. Like, there's just like certain rules. There's like a voting community, all that other stuff. It's like WWE is just like, hey, it's time for Hall of Fame this year. Here's what's going in. It doesn't necessarily diminish their work, but I wish there was like a little bit more, I guess, inside context to why they pick, you know, who they pick and this, this, and that. But I'm not super surprised about the Bellas because of what WWE is trying to promote themselves as. They're trying to promote themselves as like the ultimate variety show. They're an entertainment show. And there's no denying that with the Bellas, you know, they've been on the cover of People. They have two reality shows. They have all these brands, makeup, hair, wine. I mean, they are, they're a brand. And, you know, WWE is big on brands. So I, I understand from that entertainment aspect why they're here. I feel like it's a little early because there's a lot of women who, you know, represented the wrestling part. But I mean... It's it's WWE. They're gonna just do, it. but I mean, they you can't deny that they are. They've been a huge part. I have female friends who never watch wrestling in their lives, but they watch Total Divas and they watch Total Bellas, and they ask me questions. So it works. So I understand. I get it. I guess. See, this is where I think, like, as far as the Bellas is concerned, I would say that if anything. Maybe Bree shouldn't make it, <laughs> but Nikki, I, I feel like Nikki should. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of either one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to uh, be a fanboy or anything. The Bellas, I'm, I'm definitely not. I've seen their matches; is not that good. Um, but at least Nikki can wrestle. Yeah, and it's not. It just it doesn't seem to be wrestling based for this decision. That's why I wasn't. I once I took the wrestling part out. And kind of put on the entertainment yeah, cap. I, mean, I was like, okay, I got it right. And I think yeah. another thing is, like, she has helped a lot of, she has helped the locker room a lot. You know, I've I've heard, I mean, it could just be, you know, they're just talking to, you know, but the two, you know, the, the Bella's horns and shit. But I've heard a lot of great things from the Bella, I mean, about the Bella's from other women. You know, whether, you know, I know Sasha and, um, Bailey and and uh, Becky, like they all love the Bellas. I, I've seen that relationship. Um, they've learned from the Bellas, especially when they first moved to the main roster. Um, you know, so I know they, I, I know they're more than just you know beautiful women. Like mm-hmm. I know they put in the work. Um, like I said, Nikki for sure has definitely put in the work. She's what a two-time champion you know i i think um i wrote this down somewhere where was it that i saw this it was 
I think she was like the number one woman of the year, PWI female 50. In 2015, she was ranked number one of the top 50 female wrestlers. You know, so she was doing something right. I think she had one of the longest reigning title reigns too when it was the Divas Championship. She did. She beat AJ Lee's uh, record. So, I mean, she, like I said, Nikki for sure. Um, you know, and then as far as the other inductees, um, I'm definitely happy for Kane. Kane for sure yes, deserves absolutely. it. Um, you know, being around for so long, being relevant for so long, just being a driving force, whether it be the Royal Rumble, whether it just being that big man who could just who can move in the ring. I mean, I think that's the most impressive thing about Kane is how well he moves in the ring. Can have a good match with anybody. Uh, I, I just I love that about Kane. Um you mentioned Eric Bischoff. I forgot to mention him when I first started, but Eric Bischoff, what he did for WCW, um, how he basically, you know, he made WWE step their game up and we wouldn't have gotten the likes of Stone Cold, um, probably wouldn't gotten the likes of The Rock or, you know, Triple H. He was kind of like a driving force in causing that. So that alone, uh, for me, I think he definitely deserves that. The NWO, I mean, do I need to say more than that? That's, that's probably the, what, maybe the number one faction of all time? Uh, yeah, them and DX and I think the Four Horsemen. Yeah, Four Horsemen. I mean, it's just, yeah. other than that, I mean, so that's that's a obvious right there. Um, <laughs> I think the funniest, I will say this, I think the Bellas deserve over the Great Cali, but you know, it, it is what it is. Oh, I was, uh, I did not see that coming. I was, I was like, excuse me? I thought I just read Kane twice, but I was like, oh, that's Kali. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Indian fan base, you know, I, you know, they're, they're about to have an NXT India. So, I mean, you know, Kali yeah. could be, he brought, he's the reason for that. I mean, when yeah. you think about it. So, I, I guess yeah. you have to give him credit for it, I, you know. It's hard. It's hard. That's that's what I thought too. I once again I had to take the wrestling hat off and be like, <laughs> from a business standpoint, I it makes sense. And yeah. to kind of tag team off of the uh, the uh, Eric Bischoff, I think too, do people kind of forget how great of an on screen character he was as a general manager? If you look back, I mean, mm-hmm. his um, his kind of feud with Stephanie McMahon, Raw and SmackDown. That's what I miss. Like watching the brand extension now, I miss that competition, that one-upsmanship. Right. You know, especially like when you have something like Survivor Series come around. Like that meant a lot more back in those days. And a personality like Eric Bischoff really kind of helped drive that. And um, and Molly Holly, you know, you hear stories about how amazing Molly Holly is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she helped play for Beth Phoenix to get her wrestling training. And, you know, now Beth's a Hall of Famer. And also, um, I think we forgot to talk about uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, just, like, how many people he inspired. Like, even, you know, one of my personal favorites, Jeff Hardy, is a huge Jushin Liger fan. So I, I'm not going to awesome lie. Getting I, in. I have a problem with that one, though. Oh, okay. That's, and the only – okay, <laughs> it's, not, it's not him. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Jushin Liger. Don't get me wrong. But he shouldn't be in the WWE one. That's just me. Like, if there was a wrestling <sighs> Hall of Fame, you have, obviously, he's like, you know, he's probably near, you know, 
uh, first ballot or something. You know, like he's in that that tier. Don't get me wrong. But why is he in the WWE one? But, I mean, I guess the same argument can kind of be made for Sting. Because Sting wrestled, like, what, two matches for WWE? And yeah, I think but they bought Jush- WCW. So it's like, that's what he, you know, that's what the, that's the same reason like Goldberg. I mean, but then Jushin's wrestled, I think. He I wrestled, know for he wrestled one. In, yeah, he wrestled in, in WCW, but it wasn't like he was, you know what I mean? He wasn't Liger. Like, I feel like. But I, I he had know. that match with Tyler Breeze at uh, NXT Brooklyn. I think I'd heard like in '92 or something he wrestled. I forget who it was. I think he but... wrestled on the on the first episode. I could be wrong of WCW. I think he wrestled on the first one. So I mean, I mean, at this point, it's like. But then you look at like the legacy inductees they do as well, and a lot of those people were never in WWE or were alive back then. So it's. The way I feel, the, the way it's like if the it's like if TNA put The Rock in their Hall of Fame because The Rock did that uh, Happy Birthday or or no because he wished who was it that he wished uh, um, congratulations for making it to their Hall of Fame? Um, I forgot who it was. It was, was it Ken? No, was it Ken? Oh Shamrock? yeah, no, yeah, it was Ken Shamrock. That's like them in, in inducting The Rock because he has showed up for that to do that. In a video package, you know, I, I don't know. I, that's just me, but it's. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a Hall of Fame. It's just weird. Yeah, that he's. I mean, yeah, I understand. I, I get it. I, I think maybe. I mean, I know there are other pro wrestling Hall of Fames and everything, but maybe WWE kind of sees themselves as like the big one. Yeah, I don't know. that's I the mean, only reason why. You I know they think. do. You know they do. <laughs> so maybe, but like I said, I remember Liger, you know, wrestling Tyler Breeze, and it was a pretty good match but oh yeah i mean it was good yeah so it's fine i mean it is what it is like i said there's no real rhyme or reason like i said earlier it's like they just decide who's going in so right you know it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go to quick shit number four um which is uh the rumor or not rumor i guess has actually been announced uh cody rhodes and brandy rhodes are going to have a reality show called Rose to the Top on TNT. What do you think about this? I saw the trailer. It uh, it kind of does look like Ms. and Mrs. I know a lot of people were saying that. I think that this is just another opportunity since they're on TNT. I think Cody's on another sh- like show on TNT. I think it's called like Go Big Show or something like that. Yeah, it's like a talent show type thing. Yeah, so I think they're really working this TNT relationship. Uh, I mean, to me, reality shows at this point, I feel like you've seen one, you've seen them all kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But this, I guess this one's a little different because, I mean, technically they are they are actually helping to run a very large wrestling company. So it'd be interesting to kind of see that. And, you know, with Brandy being pregnant, you know, that's also another, I think, another get for them. It's like, oh, look, you know see you know a uh, chief brand officer she's pregnant you know she's mm. a woman she's doing it all so i mean yeah. i don't know if i'm gonna fit it into my tv watching schedule as limited as it is i have trouble catching my this is us every week but good luck to them <laughs> i mean i would say this i love the miz and i have not watched one mr and mrs or ms and ms whatever the hell you call it um so that tells you how much I'm not going to be watching Rose to the Top. 
But I will say, though, you did bring up a, a dynamic that I didn't think about, which is the fact that they are running a wrestling company. Um, and you're going to be, I guess you'll get more of an insider look on that. So it, the way I would think of it, it's like if, you know, there was cameras following Triple H and Stephanie right now. You know, I I probably would I, be interested. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be interested in watching that. So if I would be interested in watching that, then you know what? Maybe I would be interested in watching a little bit of this to see, you know, how deep they let the cameras go. Um, you know, as long as it's not like a full reality type show type deal where they have like, you know, skits or whatever, or made up. Yeah. Skits. Like, you know, that's, as long as that's what I was thinking, as long as it's legit and you can tell it's legit, then you know what? Maybe I will take a peek at it. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I'm not really sure TNT really has any reality shows that I know of. Um, so I guess this would be like their first. Um, usually I just see Law and Order reruns and stuff like that. So I don't know. <laughs> um, and Charmed, that's my shit. I love Charmed. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe I'll take a peek at it. We'll see. Um, let's, let's just go to the next uh quick shit the final quick shit and speaking of aew aew had a a great main event the other week um between two women uh brit baker and thunder rosa a lot of people love this match um i've heard uh a lot of people gave it between like a four to some gave it five star ratings um i watched this match I did enjoy this match, but before I get into what I really want to say about it, um, I'm going to let you take the floor with this one. What, what were your opinions on this match? I did see some clips of it. I think for as much as AEW, the women division, um, for whatever reason, is falling a little bit short, especially compared to, you know, like an NXT women's division who's on fire and you know, the main roster as well. They got some stuff brewing. I think we could all kind of disagree. Like that was kind of where they were falling short for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think that with this match and especially like the brutality of it, I can't recall if I've ever seen women in thumbtacks. Like I'm, you know, thumbing through my little mental Rolodex and it's just not coming to me. So Mm-hmm. I know it's happened. It's just I've never personally seen yeah, it. Never. I I would say that I've never witnessed that either. At yes. least I don't remember. I, you know, I'm trying to think. Most of the women's matches I've seen were in WWE, um, and I'm trying. I don't ever really remember. I don't think they'd ever let them do that. But yeah. I think you know. Obviously, they're not going to be doing this every week. But I think that that was a huge statement for them to make. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with you know the women in WWE, I, I don't think they're ever going to let them do those things. Nor do I think it's necessary all the time. But I do think that was a statement for them to make. Um, I do hope that they can kind of continue that momentum and do give the women, you know, especially when you have like I said a chief brand officer who, you know, is a woman like Brandy Rhodes, and if you're trying to push this inclusion and this, you know equality within this company for them to get those kind of opportunities to continue to set them apart from, you know, maybe the WWE women's division. You know, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good start. Um, 
you know, kudos to those women in the match. I think Britt Baker was on uh, oral sessions with Renee Paquette, and she was just talking about how Tony Khan had actually wanted that match for a couple months. And I think they knew about it like a month prior to it happening and just, just giving a little insight on how it was preparing for the match and how, you know, she went back and she watched Lita and Trish main event. So it's a huge thing. It's, it's really huge. And I'm, I'm, it's a good thing for them. Like I said, I saw that shirt of Britt Baker's bloody face and I think it was sold out and just like, yeah. That, that's wrestling. That's wrestling. <laughs> so somewhere, some dude's wearing Britt Baker's bloody face on his shirt. So, hey man, you like it? I love it. I, I would say, th- all right. So my, all right. So I don't. This is my issue with the match. It wasn't the match. I thought the match was great. Um, I personally, I gave it like a four and a half star. I thought it was good, like really, really good. Um, my only issue about it was the fact that. Thunder Rosa, if I'm correct, now correct, please correct me if I'm wrong, but she's not technically AEW, is she? She's really NWA, right? I believe so. We'll have to check on that. So I don't think she's primarily. I think she is. She's it's kind of alone. You're right. Yeah. So that's my issue with it. It also brings out the fact even more that why the hell is not Britt Baker pushed more? You know, that's the only thing. I, everyone knows Britt Baker is the, the face of the women's division in AEW. And yet, I feel like she's pushed to the background way too much than she should be. You know, she had that, she had that nice little thing going with Tony Schiavone and their interactions and all those video packages they did and stuff like that, promos they set up, segments. I loved it. Like I, Britt Baker is starting to grow on me, and I'm starting to become a fan of Britt Baker. But the fact that she's not given a more prominent role, and, and especially it took this match for her to get noticed even more. It, it just it, I, I'm like, damn it! What like you guys couldn't do this sooner with her? Like that title? I, I'm not saying. Um, uh, Sheeta is is bad at all because I'm not. I know Sheeta can wrestle. She's a you know she's good. Don't get me wrong, but she's not the star power Britt Baker is. There's a reason Britt Baker was the first woman you signed to the company, and I, I just I don't get it. And then yes, she had the great match with Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa is technically not yours. Why is I feel like Thunder Rosa is getting way more, way more attention than women on your own roster that you need to build. Because if Thunder Rosa was to leave, what do you have? Britt Baker can't wrestle herself. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, as I kind of pointed out earlier, for whatever reason, it just hasn't been... It just hasn't been built up as well, the women's division. And like I said, if you're, especially in this day and age, if you're going to do a wrestling company, you have to get that women's division up because res- women's wrestling is is big now. Like it's it's Ooh. it's probably more legit than it's ever been. So I don't know why. I, I don't know why. But I think I just hope after this match, you know, these women literally bled and damn near killed themselves. So I just hope now Britt Baker gets her shine. And you're right. If Thunder Rosa, she I checked, she is actually signed to uh, NWA. 
Okay. If you're going to do this, you're right. You should have your homegrown talent be the face. So I hope that with Brit showing that she can do this and she's very much, you know, hardcore and can do this, I really hope they give her a chance to be that number one because with the heel like that, now you got to just get a good baby face. Like who is going to be your baby face? It's going to chase. And I think that's really going to make a mark on the women's division. Yeah, I would love to see Brit as champion, heel champion. And if they want to make Sheeta can be that person who's trying to get back her title or something, I think right there you can have a great feud. Um, shout out to Tay Conti, too, by the way. Um, I know she's getting a push now. It seems that uh, Tony is a, a huge fan of Tay. Um, and she's starting to, I think she's going to be next in line to get a title shot. Uh, so, I, you know, I, that's another person to look out for maybe this is the start and this match was a start for them to finally pay attention to the women's division like it truly deserves um so absolutely we'll we'll see where it goes there (laughs) (laughs) okay well now that we've talked we're still on the subject of women's wrestling this is the end of women's um history month Mm -hmm. and in a couple of weeks at WrestleMania, we are going to see more history. We are going to have two women, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, from a personal standpoint, this is the first time ever in WrestleMania history, two women of color are going to wrestle one-on-one for the WWE Women's title. And I, man, if you want to get into the feels with Sasha King, have a seat because this is going to be the segment for you okay it's this time get all in your feels i like it i like it (laughs) all right do it the year is 2000 (laughs) 10 year old sasha is sitting on the floor of her bedroom the lights are off the tv's on wwf at the time smackdown is on what is the main event stephanie mcmahon versus Jacqueline for the WWF women's title. Stephanie did win that match with some usual DX chicanery, but that was the night that I was watching TV and I had seen Jacqueline before, but that was the night I really was like, man, I would love to kick her butt just like Jacqueline because Jacqueline looks like, and then it was the thing, she looks like me. In, you know, wrestling was my thing since I was like 10. Um, Lita was always my favorite. Like, that was my number one. She was just cool. She was sexy. But in my heart of hearts, Jacqueline was on another level because she was the first Black woman that I'd ever seen wrestle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, usually being a little, you know, Black girl at that age, there weren't too many of us that, like, openly loved wrestling like that. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, I think a couple of my friends like wrestling because it was hot at the time. But as far as like staying with it and just like having a deep passion for it. Right. I very rarely met a girl that looked like me that loved wrestling like that. So to see Jacqueline, who obviously not only loved wrestling, but you know, went ahead and did the damn thing. It was, it was insane. You know, um, there's a clip from Issa Rae She's at a award ceremony and they're like, who do you want to win? And she's like, I ruined for anybody black. And I'm just like, okay, that kind of stood out to me. And I mean, obviously Jacqueline's an amazing talent. It's just, it's that representation for me. It's that 
I'm looking at this person. She looks like me. It's, it just seemed more attainable. And I think of, I think recently they just celebrated um, a lot of the you know, Irish superstars like Becky Lynch and Seamus and Finn Balor. Like everybody wants that reputation, that Samoan dynasty they talk about. They talk about the story of Latino background with Eddie and Ray and, you know, just all that. But to see Jacqueline and later on to see Jazz, you know, when Jazz came, I was really bowled over because I'm like, now there's two of them. This is amazing. Like, right. Uh, Alicia Fox came. Naomi, I'm a huge Naomi fan. I love, Feeling I love everything. Yeah, I love everything about her, and I love the fact that, you know, you hear Beth Phoenix on commentary say her daughter loves Naomi. Just what I wish they could just take more advantage of that, um, because I do remember her saying a couple years ago that she was told that she wasn't marketable, and I'm just thinking, why? Like she's she's totally marketable and. I know people don't like to talk about race and wrestling sometimes, but it's, a, it's an issue. You know, this is 37, this is what, WrestleMania 37? Yes. And this is the first time two Black women are going to fight for your title. Like, that's, that's amazing. You've never really had that many Black women on your roster in all these years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even going back further than that, just reading about, um, I don't know if you know about Ethel Johnson. And like Babs Wingo back in the day coming up with like Mildred Burke mm-hmm. and how they were huge draws back in the day because they were, you know, after they used to call them the Negro girls, like women have been, black women have been wrestling. It's just, it's taken them this long to get this shine. And I don't know um, if the importance of this is really being shown. I'm not a fan of the bill. Let's get that out there. I'm not, I wish there's so much more to be done, but this is a huge moment. Like at this point, I don't think I even care how the match goes. I'm probably going to be sitting there crying like Mm. a damn fool because I'm like, (laughs) never in my life. I never thought this would happen. And this is, this is just amazing. Where we're at in this day and age with race and, you know, all this turmoil in this country for this to come up. Right. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's insane. And I, yeah, it's special. And it just, you know, it's, it started with, for me, Jacqueline, you know, and now look at where we are. Look at where we are. I don't think Jacqueline ever got a one-on-one WrestleMania match. I don't think there's ever been, I, yeah, I think this is the first time ever that a woman of color is getting like a one-on-one title match black women getting one-on-one title match at wrestlemania now there's two of them in the same match right. it's insane so no i, I mean it, it is um i have to say too i mean i think what's even better about it too is that they're they're two young uh black women that are main eventing i think that's a great thing because now there's girls who can see you know little girls all around can see wow like I can be something. I can be a wrestler if I choose to be, because I'm seeing another black female, one that's you know maybe they're not. Because Sasha Banks is what twenty. She's twenty eight. Twenty eight. No, she's yeah twenty eight. Twenty eight. Mm, okay, yeah. and then Bianca's what? 
Bianca is 31. I think 31. me and her are about the same age. So she's 31. Okay, so they're still really young. Really, and both of them are. Bianca is probably entering her prime because she's still learning. Sasha Banks, we know damn well is in her prime. All right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, you see a girl that's close to the, the age group. You know, there's a lot of, I know, well, I'm going to say I know a lot of girls. Um, uh, I know a lot of, uh, or at least I've seen, uh, I'll give you an example. In fact, you know, uh, Sasha Banks on Instagram, one of the things that she does is on her story, she always posts all the either little girls or just women in general that are dressing up as her. Um, and I think that's cool because you get to see from different age groups, you'll see little girls, but then you'll see girls in their teens. You'll see young adults in the, in early twenties, you know, dressing up to be Sasha and they're, you know, they're race, they're from all different races, but mm-hmm. you can notice though, that there are a lot of minorities dressing up as Sasha and to see her in that spot now where you know potentially she can be main eventing one of the nights of wrestlemania whether she deserves it or not just the fact that she's in consideration that's a hell of a fucking you know a hell of a fucking moment you know i i just feel like it's so special it just i can't think of another word i feel like it's but it's it's just such a motivational tool that you can use to have for little girls to be like, yo, you could be anything. This was a first of all, not not only was wrestling a male dominated sport for the longest, but and now you've had women main event WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. now we're having two female minorities potentially you know, main event main WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, we had evolution to pay-per-view. Uh, what two maybe three years ago i can't remember the exact year that it happened but that was an all women pay-per-view and it was a damn good show it was a damn good show like that that right there like that just shows you the strides that they are they are taking and you know it starts for me it all started with nxt you know i feel like nxt you know, they started that movement, you know, with with the four horsewomen, with Sasha, with Becky, with Charlotte, with Bailey, you know, and that four-way that they had and everyone loving that match. And then it's just grown and become bigger and bigger. Now, people, you can argue that the women's division in NXT may be the best division in all of wrestling. Like, that's that's fantastic they just had a a tag team tournament all women and yet it wasn't as many teams as the men but it was still hella great that they had that many women and relevant women it wasn't like they just added oh oh um you're you're in catering just you just be in a tag team because we got to fill our tournament no every single woman in that tournament has already done something whether it have been in NXT or have been in other companies, because I know they added, you know, some of the new signings into, you know, into it, like that right there. And then you had the um the May Young Classic. You know, yep. it, it's that's such a great thing, and now to especially have, you know, two, two, not just one, but two, battling yes. for a title. Yes. It's beautiful. It's 
trust me, as a female wrestling fan, there have been some lean times. <laughs> I've I seen mean, a couple gravy bowl matches in my Brian day. Payton I matches. never. I mean, <laughs> I've, I, I just, and I, it wasn't that I thought it would never happen. I just thought it maybe just never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it and I was like, whoa, my, my daughter is seven and she she definitely knows who Sasha Banks is without even, I don't really talk about wrestling too much with my daughter. You know, she likes to watch because she sees that I watch it, but she puts it on. She instantly was like, oh, look at her, Sasha Banks. Right. Or she knows Bianca Belair or she loves Naomi. Like she, she gravitated to them immediately without me having to say a word. And she's Shoot. like, you know, well, I want to do what they do. They're really pretty. I want to be a wrestler. She said that to me countless times. Right. So, I mean, and I think it's a blessing for someone like her to immediately turn on wrestling. And she sees all of these different looking women, different shapes, sizes, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I, you know, coming up, I didn't get to see that. It was one mole. Like I said, that's why Lita was so huge to me because mm-hmm. she kind of stood out, her and Jacqueline. And, you know, even China when she first came out. And now it's like, there, everybody looks different. Everybody has their own look. So I, I, it's just so beautiful and so wonderful. And I think the build it leaves a lot to be desired, but it's still not going to take away this moment when it does happen. It's not going to take away from it. Right. And see, as a guy, it's crazy. I've mentioned this to my boy Coop all the time. I'm, I'm like, I and I, I told him the minute Bianca moved up to the main roster. I was like, yo, I want Sasha versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Like, that's what I want. To me, that's a dream match. And how many guys years ago would have said that two women would have been a dream match? Like, and not just for Braun panties. I'm just talking about a dream match because I just want to see these girls go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. I know. Like, I've seen – you can go back to, to Sasha versus Bailey, which to me was – a five-star match. Like, I don't know I, how many women you know or have you seen had anything close to a five-star match because they weren't even allowed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they gave them the reins to, yo, go out there in Brooklyn and tear the place down. And not only did they steal the show, to me, they stole the whole damn year. Because they did. They, I mean, we still talk about that match now just the emotions from it. You know, I, in our first episode, we talked about moments that made us cry, a moment in wrestling that made us cry. I mentioned the Eddie thing. But if if I really had to think, I can actually put this in there when when Bailey won. And well, that, that was my moment. I cried, yeah. <laughs> when Sasha and all of them came out together and, and you know, they posed in the middle of the ring and they held, they held up the four fingers for the, the four horsewomen. Like, yo, that right there, that's that's a great-ass moment. Did you see that clip of Seth Rollins? He was in the front row and he, like, wiped a tear when he saw that match. I did. I did. That's amazing. Like, you have a well-traveled amazing performer like Seth Rollins and he's literally standing there like wiping a tear. You see grown men jumping up and down hugging each other. Never, never thought I would see that. And you think of the impact that they've had, you know, just look, think of Ronda Rousey. You know, her impact that she had on the MMA world that translated over to the WWE because 
Ronda, I mean, she she helped lift USC into, you know, God status. She helped with that. And then when she came over to the WWE, the reaction she had after the Royal Rumble, you know, that them, yeah, the whole crowd just went crazy. And we all knew she was coming. And we still went crazy as if, like, holy shit, like, she's here, she's here. Like, like that's it, it. Women's wrestling has grown to a point that, I mean, honestly, and, I that Sasha beat uh, Bianca uh, match for me, like I said, was a dream match. I would honestly say I'm looking forward to that match more than anything on this card, and and it's not like saying that's not a bad thing. Like before, that that could be considered like, are you kidding me? Like you're stupid, bro. We have Austin, we have the Rock, like this. No women's, no Trish match is ever gonna be on the level of Austin and Rock. Well, we can say that now. That Sasha Bianca could be on like match wise. I'm not saying star power wise because we all know, you know, who's the real stars. Stone Cold is in The Rock or way above them at the moment. But I can see Sasha getting to that level. I can see Bianca getting to that level. That was never possible before. You're right. Ever it was they were the restroom break matches. I remember with the few times I've gone to live shows. The women's matches, you could literally see rows of people stand up and head to the restroom in concessions all the time, every time. And now it's like, who's going to get up now when they come out? I'm not. So I dance for not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I said earlier, the only thing I would have changed in a perfect world is the build. I don't think all of the rigmarole they're doing, this was not a hard story to tell. To me, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, Sasha Banks has been the boss. You know, she's this, you know, head bitch in charge attitude. She's like, I'm the greatest, I'm the best. You know, I'm this, I'm that. It's the old guard, as young as she is, you know, I think she's younger than Bianca. You know, she's been doing this longer and at a very high level. It's the, you know, the young lion coming after the old lion. This is Bianca Belair. She's coming. She's essentially the bigger tougher, rougher, stronger version of Sasha Banks, if you want to go like that. No, it's no, like, no. it doesn't have it wrong. to be. You said it well, wrong. She's the I'm strong. not saying it like her. I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. I was saying you used the wrong, um, you used the wrong words to describe her. You, you got to say the strongest, the fastest. Okay, the, okay, okay. <laughs> the bestest so, version of Sasha Banks. Yes. The no, EST. Yeah, okay. Don't dis- don't be disrespectful, okay? Gosh, We're talking okay. about Bianca Belair, okay? The EST well, of the WW. <laughs> I know, but you, you gotta use you gotta use her. <laughs> like okay, okay, sorry. And, the and you set it up perfectly. Like, come on now. <laughs> okay, well, hey, it's episode two, all right. <laughs> but yeah, this she's supposed. This is supposed to be the passing of. I mean, I wouldn't say the passing of a torch, but this is like young lion coming after, I guess, quote-unquote, older lion. Mm-hmm. She's coming for her spot. You know, the guys get this all the time. I think that would be, like, my one criticism sometimes of these women's matches. I wonder if they really know how to write for women. Like, do they have women back there that are helping write this? Because some of the stuff, for example, when they had their match at Fastlane, mm-hmm. 
I personally don't know how many women, if, if I know any, that would say, hey, I'm getting into it with this woman. I'm going to flick her on the forehead, not once, but twice. And I'm going to slap her. And then the woman who gets slapped is just sitting there like, oh, okay, okay. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. No. Have you ever run into that? It would have been a straight up world star fight if that had been like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, okay. I, I was kind of mad about that. I was I was a little upset, and I agree with you about the build. Um, I don't think it was a, I don't think it's been a terrible build at all. I think it's been decent. Um, What's I give Reginald? It a what bit. is this guy? <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. I like the Reginald thing. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I'm starting to to grow. Reginald's starting to grow on me a little. I don't get it. <laughs> but I will say this: I wish what happened at Fastlane happened at the first match after the first tag team title match they had. Because yeah. then you would have had a, a longer build of you you have more time to establish, you know, I guess Sasha Moore is the heel, even though she's still technically, I guess, a face. Um, and you'll be able to help Bianca become more of a the face, like build her up as that that um, you know, this um underdog baby face. Because right. she's going against the boss. You know, yeah, she's the, the the EST, but this is the boss. This is the legit boss. Exactly. You know, like she's done it all. She's beat them all. She's been dominant for I, I don't know how long she's been champion, but since she beat Bailey in the Hell in a Cell match, you know, they basically have both been, you know, being built big since they beat Bailey because Bianca beat Bailey. Um, I wish they would have saved. Bailey versus Bianca for Fastlane, to be honest with you. Um, that would have gave uh, Bianca a huge momentum win because you're fighting a former champion uh, and you beat her at a pay-per-view. I think that's a bigger thing than what they did. I think they they had her win on a just a SmackDown before pay-per-view, I think. Right. Um, you know, so I, I would have saved her a little bit, maybe expand that feud, that mini feud that she had with Bailey a little bit longer. Um, and let her kind of not even though she won the Royal Rumble, I still felt that they should have made her like quote unquote earn her match against Sasha, um, just uh, just by gaining more wins, getting a little bit more experience. Um, I think that would have helped. Uh, but like I said, man, I, this is a dream match because when I look at Bianca Belair. The minute I saw like the way she she carries herself, her attitude in NXT, when I saw that, the first thought in my mind was Sasha. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I love Sasha. Sasha by myself. Like, I just love Sasha. That she is my favorite, you know, not just women's superstar, but she's one of my favorite superstars in general. And I just, I see Bianca being a, not a, obviously not younger because you said she's a little bit older, but she's the underdog. That reminds me of Sasha and is a young Sasha, I guess, in the game. That's great. Let me ask you this real quick before we, um, we move on. I've read someplace, and I, I just want your opinion on this. Some people say that maybe this wasn't the right time for Bianca Belair. As much as I just went on about how beautiful this is, and it is, it's amazing. I do wonder if, you do you think it would have meant more 
if maybe they didn't do it this year, maybe if they had waited and like you said, uh, given Bianca Belair some momentum, given her a little bit of a spotlight, really just try to, um, I guess, flesh out this EST character a little bit more. Do you think it would have met more in maybe a year or so if they had done this match? Or do you think this is the time if she does win and this may be her time to be champ? Like, what do you think? I think that, I think potentially if you did wait a year, would it be bigger? Yeah. It definitely had potential to be bigger. But I think they needed it to happen this year. Because if you look at the women's division, you know, it's the main roster as far as I'm, I'm meaning. It's been lacking. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it has. And I agree. Because of that, you needed that fresh blood. You know, I remember, um, do you remember when they booked, when Charlotte won the title at, against Rhea Ripley, took the NXT title? Yes. And they had that match. Um, um, it was Sasha. I mean, not Sasha. It was um, Bianca, Rhea Ripley, and um, and Charlotte. They had. I think they had a three way. Um, and then all of a sudden, Charlotte won the match, and everybody was like, "Okay, what's going on?" Because it's like you're supposed to be building, you know, your two younger stars, but you just have Charlotte win the title, and then she just dominates against both of them in this triple threat. And I remember uh, an interview that Triple H had. Triple H was like, trust me, it's a, it, it, this is part of the plan. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. We have b- big plans for not only Rhea, but Bianca. And it's, good, it's just a long story. And I think it culminated at the Royal Rumble when Rhea Ripley and Bianca were the last two. And now we're, we're going to into this WrestleMania with both of them not only fighting for the titles, but I truly believe they're both going to win the titles. Right. And because of that, now you got two new faces, one on Raw, one on SmackDown, two young talents that everyone not only loves, but they're fresh faces that you can build around for years to come. I mean, Rhea Ripley's still like 23, I think, 24. Yeah, like she's 24. super young. You can, you have her, like, I remember when she was first in the May Young Classic, a lot of people, the first thing I heard was that a lot of people talked about her as being like a young Charlotte. Yeah, because she didn't look like her. Yeah, exactly. She was like, a, a, you know, mirror image of her. And she's grown into this great character and it's gotten better in the ring. You know, she's gonna, if she wins this match against Asuka, first of all, she's going to be the first woman in history to not only become an NXT UK champion, but a regular NXT champion uh, and a, a main roster raw champion. Like that right there alone is just amazing because she, that just shows how much she's grown in such a short time. And this is the same thing with Bianca. I mean, Bianca didn't win the NXT title. I don't. I think she got one opportunity at the NXT title, and and she lost that match against Shayna. But even after that loss, you could still see that they still believed in her. Yeah, and I think that was the match that 
the crowd started getting behind her and about respect to factor. So I definitely think that that was a huge thing for her. What's Uh, your opinion about that though? uh, I mean, like I said, not to take it. I mean, I know we're talking about representation, but kind of take that off the table a little bit as far as like the straight up wrestling thing. Uh I think my only, my only, I guess, I would say, I don't say gripe. I just wish that when they had brought her up, that they immediately were like, okay, if you know this is going to be our girl, it should have been from the jump. Remember, she debuted at WrestleMania last year, uh-huh. helping the Street Profits out, and then you didn't see her for a long time. And then they, you know, they ran those vignettes, you know, her old track days. They did that 24 episode, but it was like, why is she, you know, put her in more matches, let people see, okay, this is what she can do. I just wish there was more of that going on because like I said, I don't know if that's what's not clicking with me because I know we can, we know what she can do because we watched NXT, but for the casual viewer, it's like, do they know what she's capable of? You're telling us she's this, she's that, she's this, but it's something different from when you're saying it and where you can actually see it. And she, like you said, her and Bailey would have been a great match for Fastlane mm-hmm. because someone like a Bailey and a Bianca let them have a few. So now, all right, I've already knocked down this, you know, the first ever women's Grand Slam champion. Now I'm coming for Sasha. Right. You know, that's the kind of thing that I wish they had done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with you that this was the year because, like you said, they really haven't after Sasha and Bailey. You know, no disrespect to Carmella, but. They didn't really flesh out Carmella's new character. And they haven't really been using Carmella as much. So there really wasn't another way for her to go, I guess, besides Bianca. So I, I understand. I agree with what you said about that. Yeah. But I just wish it was a little different. <laughs> no, I understand. I, I definitely understand that. I, I just, I'm just happy it's happening. I, I really yeah. I've been wanting to see these two women move up. Um, I've wanted to see Sasha, Bianca for a long time, um, you know, and it's like you said, though, just the whole, just minority women, women of color facing first time ever at a WrestleMania, you know, it, just speaking, and in fact, just speaking of, in just a, a broader sense, you know, I, I was trying to think, I remember, I think it was 2016. 2017. Do you remember when the New Day were tag team champions? Sasha Banks, she was, I believe, the Raw champion, Raw Women's champion. And then this was when Rich Swan was in the mm-hmm. WWE, and he was the he cruiserweight. Was the cruiserweight. Yeah. And they had they took this picture um, together, all holding their championships. And I think the hashtag it was like Black Excellence. Yeah. I remember. I remember that picture. It was such a great picture because when you really think about it, it's like, holy shit, like, yo, we have that many black champions? Like, we never had that, you know? Never. And I think what's so cool, um, you know, when you brought it out even more, is that, all right, those were the titles they had. Let's be honest, besides the women's one, those were like lower belts, you know, the tag team titles, obviously they they gain respect. We love the tag champions. We love new day, you know, but the cruiserweight championship, that's like a lower belt. Now we have the intercontinental title because we got 
Big E versus Apollo Crews, which maybe you know this. I don't think that's ever happened before. We have two black guys, two black males fighting for a title. Have we? Nope. Let me give you this a quick little stat. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember the last time two uh, black men wrestled one-on-one at WrestleMania? Do you remember? I have to think. Hold on. Let me see. Just guess. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. No, I don't think The Rock fought anybody. Uh, I know Mark Henry didn't fight nobody. I, I don't remember. I can't. WrestleMania 3. Butch Reed versus Coco Beware. That Are was the last serious? time. I'm so serious. That was the last time. It wasn't for a title. I think this is definitely the first time for a title. But the last time two African-American men wrestled one-on-one at a WrestleMania was WrestleMania. Oh, shit. Wow. Exactly. Think again. Think about how many people have come through the industry since then and still it's been almost what 34 years yeah 34 years yeah it's crazy and to think now you know we have we have a black wwe champion we have a black intercontinental champion we have uh black tag team champions we have have a black women's champion wow women's (laughs) champion i can go farther we have um, both women's tag team champions have uh, minorities in them with Ember Moon in NXT and Nia Jax in the main roster. Um, and I think Shotzi Blackheart is like half, I think she's Filipino, half Filipino. Yeah. So right there, you know, it's like, yo, minorities are, are pushing, we're moving, we're, we're, we're raising the bar. Now we can really take a you know, we can take a better picture than the black, the black excellence one that we took a couple years ago, five years ago. The one now is just even would be even better and bigger because now we have yeah. the major titles. That right there, like that's fucking cool. That's fucking amazing. That's gonna inspire your daughter to maybe one day, you know, go to a wrestling school with Booker T and get body slammed by Booker T. Like, <laughs> And then this time, go on to NXT, get signed by NXT, go to Raw, go to the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, and go to WrestleMania because she saw Bianca Belair do that. You know what I mean? That right there, that's fucking cool. It is, absolutely. I mean, anybody if you want to tap in a little further, you know, you look at you know, using their platform, you know, Biggie has his Kickstarter going on because they want to do like a kind of a schoolhouse rock thing for Black history. And say what you want about this Apollo Crews character, you know, he's tapping more into his African roots. I mean, hey man, I mean, when does that happen? When does that happen? I know we can have opinions on, you know, maybe going in stereotypes, but to me, it's like, if that's his culture and that's where he comes from, you know, I'm happy that it's something besides just regular smiling Apollo Crews. So I think it's kind of dope, actually, that he's doing that. And I think it's it's tapping into something that, you know, it's not, it hasn't been seen. And it's not coming off as like a parody. 
you know, he's trying something new. He's trying to get into his roots. So I appreciate that. Too. And it's working. And I yeah. think that's the most important part. It's working to, and it's impressing somebody. It's obviously impressing Vince that he's putting him in that position to, to be on WrestleMania because Vince, the one thing about Vince McMahon, Vince ain't going to just do something to do it. You know what I mean? He knows he's going to put it out there because he knows you can make him money. And that match, you know, Biggie, I think they think the world of Biggie. That's a proven, I think that's something that we've all noticed that Big E was always going to be the standout from the New Day. You know, mm-hmm. as much as we love Kofi and, you know, speaking of Kofi, you know, when he won the title against Daniel Bryan, that moment right there when he had his kids in the ring, like that right there was and the crowd reaction to having Kofi win the title because they know how long he worked and how hard he's worked. And for him to share that title with his kids and being a black champion and to hear that reaction, you know what I mean? Like that just proves just how, how far we've grown, but just to get back to Big E, they know that Big E's got future, a potential future of, of WWE mm-hmm. that they put the intercontinental title on them. You know, it's the same. You can go with, with big, uh, with Keith Lee. We haven't seen him because of injuries and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure there was some other stuff that happened too um, that we're not, you know, aware of. But look at the push he got against the biggest stars that the WWE has at Survivor Series with against a Roman at at Royal Rumble with Brock. The matches he had with Randy. Yeah, you know, getting the WWE opportunity against uh, Drew McIntyre, like. That just shows, like, we're moving on up. And right. we're not here to just, you know, we're not here accepting just a one-time thing. We're here for the long haul. Damn right. So just major props to everybody involved. Yeah. Everybody. Yep. Because that, that's just, that's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it just really is, <laughs> you know. If, if this so we're gonna be two crying fools on WrestleMania. It's just gonna be me and him on the phone really, just crying. It really is. You know, I, I've always loved WrestleMania. I, it's it's the Super Bowl for us. You know, for all all of wrestling, no matter what brand, no matter what fan company you like or not, you're gonna watch WrestleMania. That's a proven fact by the numbers that it gets. Um, and the and the millions of people, thousands of people that go to watch it, the millions that watch it across the world. Um, WrestleMania is gonna. We all we all love the WrestleMania moment. And like I said, I mentioned the Kofi Kingston one. What a hell of a one that was! Um, just imagine what this can be with with Bianca winning the title. You know, after a hell of a great match that I believe and truly believe that they will have. It's just amazing to have these moments because, like you said, 20 years ago, we didn't have these moments. So say what you will. It's it's our our time. So let's – and I know they're going to show out, so it's going to be amazing. I'm going to make a prediction right here. I'm going to make a bold-ass prediction. And this, ladies and gentlemen, I I created the term straight fact um, because I – I'll give you a quick little history, Sasha. Uh, 
my favorite bat one I love Duke basketball, okay? I even named my dog Duke, who right now is biting me on my hand and acting like a fool right now. But anyway, ow, he just bit me again. Anyway, um, I love Duke basketball. One of my favorite players in Duke basketball history is a man named Jason Tatum. He got drafted to the Boston Celtics. Not sure how much of a basketball fan you are, but I coined him Jason Straight Facts Tatum, okay? Because in Boston Celtic history, there's a guy named – uh, Paul Pierce, who they call the truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I say that Jason State, I, I, I was going to say Jason Statham, uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum, okay, I think he's going to be the, not only the new face of the Celtics, but he's, you know, to me, the straight fact, I'd rather you tell me straight facts than some lame-ass truth, okay? So it's oh, always, goodness. you know, so <laughs> that's why I, I coined straight facts, where that's why I always give the straight facts, Okay. So I'm okay. going to give you a straight fact that I think is that's technically it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Okay, shout out to Paul Heyman. I'm about to say it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will go as far as to say that the match Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair will have at WrestleMania, it will not only surpass Britt Baker and Dunder Rosa's match, but I think that it would force Vince McMahon to have an evolution pay-per-view every year. That right there is my bold prediction. And that, and that one match? Future, that one match because of how great it would be. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> that's how okay. that's how much hype I have for this match. I don't Straight care. Okay. I don't care about the build. I don't care about anything else. I care about what they do in that ring. And I know they're going to tear the fucking house down. They're going to steal the show. You heard it here, guys. Straight facts. This is going to be... I I want Evolution, too. So I hope you're right. I hope they tear the house down. I don't know if they're main eventing main uh, one night. I mean, excuse me, night one. But Mm -hmm. I want Evolution, too. I think it would be cool. I enjoyed Evolution 1. So I I want you to be right. So... Oh yeah, I, okay. I will. I will bandwagon on this straight facts. All right, I will say I'm, this. I'm up there. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. Um, I think that based off prediction, my prediction, um, I think that we should have a future episode, maybe for the one after Mania, where we do like a prediction episode or something. Okay. I think that that's something that we should do. Just throwing it out there right now. If you're interested, we definitely got to do it. That's all I'm gonna say. I think that's that's something that we should do because I got a lot of straight facts that I want to become true. I guess we found the title of that episode. It's going to be the straight facts. The straight, oh, yeah, straight facts. That's boom. Straight. Already, <laughs> boom. You know, think of a title. We got one. <laughs> All right. So, look, um, let, me, let me ask you one last thing, okay? Um. You know, we've we've been talking about the representation of women, that's specifically women of color in the WWE and in WrestleMania and all that. But what is the next step? What do you think is the next thing that sh- maybe that should happen or needs to happen or you want to happen? Because obviously, it's like I said, we're going to keep going. We're not just happy with what's 
been going on now. We want to continue it. What do you think is next? I mean, at this point, God, what is there left? They've done, like, like I said earlier, it's a lot of these things that they've done. I didn't even, I couldn't even really fathom. Like I would never think to be like, oh, when are the women going to do this? I just kind of accepted, I guess, as mm-hmm. a female wrestling fan, like, okay, two matches on WrestleMania, that's what it is, you know? But now they've, hell, they may have entered Mania. So it's like, I don't know where we're going to go from there. <laughs> It's like, shit, I really didn't think we were going to go there, but. I was just I mean, wondering. I The only reason I asked is just because you asked me that question before. And um, you asked me, uh, you know, uh, as far as just my opinion of the whole thing. So I was just curious if you, you know, what do you think would be like the next level thing to I maintain think it? would be it? cool maybe if they... I know having a pay-per-view is cool. You know, we've already had Evolution, but I wonder what, like, a whole episode of Raw or SmackDown would be just for the women. Like, I wonder what that would be like. Okay. Because at that point, it's like, this is, you know, obviously the network TV is there. They're real cash cow. You know, they're on a... They have this huge deal with, um, what is it, NBC, Universal, and all that stuff in USA, so... But, I mean, other than that, I mean, God, they've done Hell in the Cell, Elimination Chamber, they have women's tag team titles. I mean, do you have another women's belt? There's already 56 belts going on. So. Well, what do, well, let me just ask you this, then. What about its own brand? Where would you fit it, though? I mean, where would you do it? I, I mean, it's WWE. They put it where they want. Look, oh, I'm already trying. What, TNA? <laughs> you, you got Thursdays? Okay, we'll match you. Look, I'm already we'll having to eat down. my Wheaties for WrestleMania week. I don't know if I can handle another show, guys. Like, I, I, I don't know. know. I, I just had to throw it out there. I, I've heard, <laughs> I read that somewhere, and I was just curious uh, if that was something you would mention because I, I read that question on a Facebook, uh, a Facebook post. So I was just wondering if you had, if you had an idea. Yeah, just make Evolution a yearly thing. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of like their WrestleMania. Build a fuse and have all three brands. That would be dope, like you said. Okay. Again, I really hope this Banks and Bel Air thing goes the way you go, want go, because yeah. that would be kind of cool. Like have I'm, it to be their their I'm WrestleMania. Sorry, That'd be awesome. I'm sorry, boss, that I I put so much pressure on you, but it's only do it because I know you can do it. I put, I give, I put that pressure on people. I always put pressure on people, whether, uh, you know, just in real life with, at my job and then people that are under me, whether it just be with you on, you know, on today's show, um, but just in general, I, I think that putting that pressure makes people better. Well, at least, and you can see what the people are made of, you know, yeah, so. I mean- no problem. I, I, Just say, hey, fate of the women's division on your shoulders, ladies. No, no pressure though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, if anything, you can say Sasha did it already. Why can't she do it again? Straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think that that's a a good way to to end today's episode. Uh, with, of course, a straight fact. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Are you ready for Mania Week? I think we have like one more week. Yeah, it's next week. week, and then it's and it's on to the races. I, Eight I'm, days I'm of wrestling. Ready. I'm ready. Um, 
you know, I'm definitely ready for TakeOver. Uh, I think TakeOver is going to be fucking amazing. Um, the card that they put up there is that's like, holy shit. Um, we even have like a, a brand new match type that they're doing, like a gauntlet battle royal type thing that they're doing. Um, that I think is pretty cool. I think it's similar to what uh, the New Japan uh, battle royal thing that they do before every um, Wrestle Kingdom where you have to like pin or submit the person to eliminate them. Oh, okay. uh, I think that that's going to be awesome. And then like the last six people will enter will go to night two or something. I, I forgot how it is set up. I have to read some more into it. Uh, but the winner, I know the winner faces Johnny Gargano uh, for the, the NXT US Championship or whatever the hell they call it. United North American. Yeah, North American. I like that there's stakes behind it. I really appreciate that about NXT, that there's always stakes. It's not just something that's randomly done. So I appreciate exactly. that. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, let me ask you this then. What, what, what's the the biggest thing you're hyped for for WrestleMania week? <sighs> I mean, besides Bianca and Sasha, because God, I mean, you you made me even extra hype about it now. It's like, oh, uh, you know what? I am excited for Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I really wanted a big match for Cesaro this year. And I, I, I wanted him to actually win Elimination Chamber. That's really what I wanted. Um, but I just, I really hope that this is like the first big step for him. I really feel like, like damn it, Cesaro is so damn good. I just want, and I know somebody like Seth Rollins, and I think they're like really good friends. I think that's going to be like a real sleeper match. Like I'm really just hoping that it's everything that I, I wanted it to be. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. And um you know, I really like Hall of Fame and TakeOver, obviously. I want to see if Raquel Gonzalez, I feel like she's going to be the one to be Io Shirai. Um, yeah, that's And I want to see, yeah, I want to see, because, man, I I remember seeing, like, Raquel Gonzalez She here in Houston. Like, she was in the Chronicle. I think her dad used to be a wrestler, too, or something. And to see how they built her up, again, that's what NXT does, how far she's come. And now it's like, she's a legitimate contender. Like, I can see this. And I can see her beating EO. So I want to see how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just looking forward to it. I, t- trust me, 20 years ago, I would have died a happy death with, <laughs> like, all this wrestling going on. So, you know, I'm just excited. It's going to be big and it's going to be kind of tiring. But it'll give us a lot to talk about, too. And, and also, um, and we just talked about NXT, I don't know if you heard, but you know, Road Dog had a heart attack. So just wanna, you know, yeah, send, I, you know, I, just man, positive, you know, positive uh, vibes to Road Dog and get better. And you know, us true wrestling fans, you know, on the drop of a dime, we can go ahead and say the whole New Age Outlaw stick for him. So he's <laughs> such a huge part of why NXT is so great. So I, I, I should have said Road Dog. I should have said no that I didn't hear it, and you like, oh, like, you didn't know? Oh, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> well, yeah, ask for the call somebody. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, I hope he. Feel, I hope he gets better though. So. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> like we're just being stupid, but yeah, just I'm excited. I'm, this is a beautiful time to be a wrestling fan. As much foolishness goes on, it's this is my favorite time of the year. It's kind of like 
I think this is the one time a year WWE gets a pass from all of us because it's like we're hyped for WrestleMania no matter what. So exactly, I agree. I do agree with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, this is episode two of season three of the Daddy Fino Show. Um, just remember, you can listen to this podcast episode and all previous episodes on all podcasting streaming sites, sites like uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, whatever the hell Google Play is now, iHeartRadio. Uh, definitely check us out. Um, you can also you know, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we'll be going live with all those streaming, uh, not streaming, with all those social media platforms pretty soon. Um, you know, definitely when, if you guys got any comments or stuff, we definitely would love to hear from you guys um, on that. Um, and we'll have more news on all that dropping soon. Um, any last words from you, Miss Legit King? Hey, man, just happy to be here. Happy to be on the team. Straight facts. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we're going to head out of here right now. So I love you. Peace. And I'll talk to you guys later. We out of here. Adios.